A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello, babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to, to our, our show. show. Wow, harmonizing. Mm. <laughs> have you ever played any music? Played music? Yeah, like have you ever been any sort of musician of any kind? I was in choir in sixth grade. Okay, did mm-hmm. you like it? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I like singing. It's yeah. fun. I sing a lot in my car. I'm sort of surprised, um, like... So I've been re- recording a lot of people for the show and oh, there's yeah. a lot of musical parts because I like to write songs. Oh, yeah. There's cool. a lot of little songs and ditties and whatnot. That oh, they have I to love sing. that. And I'm surprised at how many actors are just like, oh, I don't sing. I'm like, do you not sing to yourself in your car all day long? I don't know if that's universal. I guess that's it's really not. weird. But that's like one of the main things that I like about L.A. It's like in New York, there was nowhere to sing. <laughs> Yeah, I seriously, I really like my singing definitely took a dip those five years I was in New York because I could yeah. never practice in my car. I have a playlist on my Spotify that's all songs I sing along to. Oh my and God. Have like, am, and ha- have been inventing harmonies too. I had that for a while and then yeah. I have to make a new one. What was on it? Um, for a while I had a playlist that was karaoke versions of songs. Ooh, that's such a good idea. Yeah, and I would find karaoke versions and download them. So I had a lot of like Amy Winehouse and stuff on there, oh, which is yeah. fun. Um, that's fun. But you have to like, now I've forgotten all the words and it's like a little dangerous to try to read oh, lyrics yeah, while that's driving. Harder. Not that I've not done that, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Despacito I like to sing along to a lot Okay But I definitely need to read the lyrics while I do it I've only heard that song a few times I really like it Um Yeah Mine is uh, like probably half musical theater songs Oh that's such a good idea I always Um, forget to put musical theater songs on there Yeah I don't (laughs) I could sing some Joseph Oh yeah there's some Joseph on there Fuck yeah I love Joseph Yeah but it's almost impossible to sing along with the coat of many colors Because there's that part where it's all of the colors in a row And you're like ah Crimson and mauve and ochre and It's like ochre I I appreciate them throwing in some obscure colors (laughs) Yeah I think it hel- it doesn't help that the tune is so steady throughout all of that. That it's, it's like there's yeah. no reminders from the tune changing either. It's not the best song. <laughs> it's um, kind of just a list. The other monotone. parts of the song are good, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's some there's some bangers. There's on some that bangers. Soundtrack. I like the one about Potiphar. Pot- Potiphar. Potiphar. Yes. The like Oompa Loompa song, basically. Yeah. But the the. Anyway, you guys should listen to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoats soundtrack. It's my my favorite musical. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what mine is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you excited about the new Cats with Taylor Swift in it? I never saw Cats or listened to it. I saw it when I was like... 10 and I that was like peak of me loving cats the animal and when I saw the musical I was like what the fuck (laughs) this has nothing to do with the animal this is just weird (gasps) adults in weird costumes (laughs) don't even really look like cats to me like I feel like they could have looked way more like actual cats (gasps) um 
I yeah, didn't, I didn't appreciate. True. So you like, didn't like it. So how do you feel about the movie then? Um, I think now I'd be more into it because I can appreciate the campiness and like the leotardedness of it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what there's going to be a lot of pressure on those costumes. Yeah. People are going to be really intense about it. I finally figured out what, I, what my Halloween costume is going to be. Oh, my God. You really need to start planning right now. Yeah. And I that's mean, why I'm never ready. I haven't bought any supplies yet, so I'm still pretty far behind schedule, but I think I figured it out. What? I'm going to be a brown recluse spider. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. So it's going to be a spider costume and also a little Edie from Grey Gardens costume. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that'll be the recluse part. Such a good idea. So Is it'll going to be, be some kind of webbing. Um, no, I'm, I am going to do those like spider leg things attached to my main arm. Yes. And then like a like a, a handkerchief with like a pin. Yeah. Um, around my head and one of those like wrap skirts that she had. So good. Um, I think that's it. I made an Amazon wish list for it. So I think I have all of the ingredients in there. But yeah, Ooh. like brown turtleneck. Oh, and then like a bunch of little eyeballs on my forehead. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, wait, let me. I don't I don't usually like announcing the costume ahead of time, but I'm just really happy that I finally thought of something. Yeah. Um, so that that is kind of why wait yeah so what did i say i was gonna get for it a couple uh, episodes ago we were talking about spiders and i kept talking about brown recluses and what i meant to say was brown widows and i just want to say that for anyone who heard that and heard me describe the spiky egg sac and thought that's not a brown recluse egg sac no it's a brown widow and i'm sorry oh okay looks a lot like a black widow it's good to know yeah okay so yeah so the the rest of the costume is going to be like i'm going to have a headscarf that's secured with a pin like a brooch mm-hmm. and a brown turtleneck, like a fur, like a fake fur stole, and then like house slippers, <laughs> and ju- yeah, and then just like a wrap skirt. Um, anyway, that sounds great. I think it's going to be good, and also no one's going to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Did people know what the gavel goat was last year when you were? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, and that's I, fine. I I don't know why I always I always come up with these costumes that will that require explanation and i always think they're not going to require explanation and i'm always wrong it's fine yeah i still want to be the hated milk machine from that mr show sketch some year but i'm worried people will think it's like a kkk thing or something because it's all white and you have to paint your face completely white and put like a funnel on top of your head and it's so it's like definitely (laughs) just this one character from this one sketch from like a million years ago so yeah i mean it kind of looks more like the ghost of tin man it does it does the kkk thing yeah but uh i'm just worried in these in these times people will think it's something it's a kkk thing i I don't know but maybe i should just go for it it's a pretty good costume it's pretty good um, and i could go around singing that song it's kind of crazy that it sort of looks like he's wearing a straight jacket in that i love it so much oh my god wait I, I don't know if i told you about this or not but um a friend of mine told me revealed to me recently that she owns a fraser promotional straight jacket what that there was like a very short period of time where to promote Frasier, they were making straight jackets. That's in such poor taste and I love it. I know. And I really want one, but I looked on eBay and they're like $200. Whoa, only $200? <laughs> Someone told me, oh, was, uh, this uh, cartoonist Steve Weissman told me he had a Mad About You fanny pack and I wanted it so desperately. Oh my God. Um, but I think he lost it or he only had one or something. Oh, I should shit. look on eBay for that because that's pretty great. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a big fan of Mad About You. I just think that's a great... It's a great... Great yeah. swag. It's really good swag. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess this was a promotional thing from 1997, so it wasn't even er- early in the run. That was like halfway through. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, anyway. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, do you read those Refinery29 Money Diaries? I don't. You've heard that I've heard about them, them though. There's one going around right now, right? Yeah, that one seems fake because she says hashtag blessed and she mentions avocados like seven times and like her, it's a troll. She gets like three thousand dollars from her parents a month and like gets Brazilian sugar wax every week and oh goes to the God. Hamptons. It's crazy. It's so fun to read and so awful. <laughs> um, it's just like designed for you to hate it. Oh, totally. Every sentence like fills me with rage. <laughs> There's one part too where she's like hung over in the morning and so she eats a yogurt and then pukes it up and then five minutes later, according to her diary, she eats lox and eggs. And I'm like, nobody would eat lox and eggs that soon after puking. <laughs> but maybe it's real. I don't know. That's like that's too crazy for Lisa Hannawal on the case. On the case. F- fine in the cracks. Oh yeah. Um but I like reading the money diaries generally because it's like voyeuristic and you get to judge people and sometimes they're yeah. interesting. It's just interesting to see what people at different income levels spend and like what they buy. Um, but they like kind of spin me out because every person like works out every day. Like oh they, they wake up at six and get like a venti blonde latte and go to a Pilates class or go to the gym or like, yeah. And I, I just don't, I'm like, why can't I do this? Why I've been trying to do that. I've been wanting to be that kind of person my whole life. And I just can't like, where is the money diary where someone does not work out at all. And then they just go home and they spend three hours playing solitaire on their phone while watching Netflix. Cause that's, <laughs> that's what, what I, I do. <laughs> and I just, yeah. Like one of my things would be like buying more lives in two dots. <laughs> yeah. None of them play video games. It seems like like, and I don't want to read too much into that. <laughs> I love to play video games. I think it's great, but I, I get, too. I have a saying, very, like, I don't want it that to be the reason why they're working out and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have like a really unhealthy relationship to video games where yeah. like I'll play them until my hands hurt. Um, but, and they all like are really good at meal prep. Like, Every week they'll like buy healthy groceries and then prep their lunches for the whole week. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I can't get my shit together. I can't do any of this. I try and do that, but I feel like that's just me procrastinating on other shit. Same. Yeah. And every then, like, time a I, lot of that food goes bad. Every time I cook, it's because I'm like putting off doing yeah. something work related. Cooking is fun for me. me and too. I want to do that instead of, and it feels like a thing that I can um, sort of like guilt free procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to like, I wish I could do a money diary without revealing who I am. I think it'd be like pretty obvious. Like people, <laughs> people would be able to figure it out just based on like what how I much buy. you spend on horse figurines or what. That would yeah, literally yeah. be the only tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or horseback riding or. Yeah, just just all the details together. I feel like people would be able to piece it together. But like, I want to be like, I got home and I didn't make any plans for dinner. So I ate a handful of peanuts and a jar of olives. Yeah, <laughs> that would be obviously you. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to read one from someone who doesn't have everything figured out and isn't like a perfectly healthy person. You know, it's like some days I'm like, I was fucking tired as shit because I was PMSing and like, yeah. I don't know. 
I ended up crying that day, so I couldn't do some of the other things I was planning on because my yeah. eyes were too tired. <laughs> yeah, I had a panic attack because I thought I had a fever, but it was just my period. <laughs> this happens literally every month. <laughs> if I worked out every day, I'd probably, a lot of my problems would go away, but I'm too anxious to work out. So it's like a bad cycle. Oh, man. Whatever. <sighs> but it's it's fun to read those. I should read some, I guess. Uh, you'll be mad. Yeah, it feels like a way to procrastinate from doing all the things that the people in the <laughs> diaries do. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really interesting. I do feel like I have jokes in my act about like, you know, like joining a gym and working out and stuff. And it's been so long since I've been to the gym that I feel like when I tell those jokes and I get off stage, people are like, good for you for working out. And I'm like, that's a very old joke. <laughs> the one time I worked out in the past two weeks was I jogged to a Rite Aid a mile away to buy nail polish and then jogged back, which is like, that's pretty good. But I walked half of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It's better than nothing. I, ha I kept having to do like surprise emergency dog walking this week just a mm. couple times. And as a result, I was never, it's like really hot here right now. Yeah. And I was not wearing anything appropriate for it. Mm -hmm. And so I kept getting like overheated and like <laughs> uh, sunburned. But uh, yeah, I do have to walk the dog a lot since moving because we don't have a yard. So that's oh, nice. yeah. That's healthy. That's healthy. Yeah. Um, I want to get a dog. I think we're going <gasps> to get a dog soon. Yay! Yeah. I don't know when Yay. we have to finish sort of like unpacking and stuff, yeah. but uh, we've got a good dog yard. Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. So oh, it's dogs. a matter of time. Dogs are so great. Yeah. They're, they're very good and I like them a lot um, <laughs> and I would like to have one. And they're a very good girl. Yes, they are. <laughs> Peter showed me something. Have you seen that thing that's been going around Twitter? It's like a dog that dragged the sprinklers inside the house. No. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> is this good podcasting to talk about a picture I saw on Twitter? Uh, One thing I saw, I forget if I've mentioned this, was a Roomba that like the dog pooed on the floor during the day and then the Roomba oh, no! just made like a total, just tracked it literally everywhere. Like worse than you could even possibly imagine. Oh, it my got God. everywhere. And this is like apparently a big problem with Roombas. Oh, so watch out because I know you have a Roomba. I do have a Roomba, but we haven't set it up at the new house yet. Yeah. Um, wait, I'm going to find this dog sprinkler thing right now because you have to see it. And I, I don't care how much time we waste. This um, seems like not the best for a podcast because it's a video. It's not a video. It's literally just a picture. It's a picture? Okay. <laughs> dog sprinkler. This, this picture? Yes, that's it. You found it. That's really good. Isn't that good? Yes. The dog dragged the sprinkler in through the doggy door. Oh my God. That's so cute. It's pretty cute. That's smart. Yeah. I really like it whenever animals show a strong preference for something. Yeah. Where they're like, I'm hot, therefore I'll get this. Uh -huh. Or like, this is my favorite toy. It's just funny. It's cute. Yeah. I like being in the house and I like the sprinkler that's outside. I'm going to combine these two things. It's super smart. I also really like watching videos of um, animals uh, finding their way around like the things that are meant to prevent them from eating stuff in a bird feeder. Yeah. That's kind of my favorite thing. Because <laughs> it's like, they earned it. You yeah. know what I mean? They earned that food in the bird feeder. Yeah, There's, they solved the puzzle. Yeah. I saw one of a raccoon like climbing up and going all the way around and then unscrewing the bottom of the bird feeder with its feet. And oh then all God. of the seeds just pour out on the ground. Oosh. Yeah. So rewarding. 
It makes me also want to get a bird feeder. Yeah. Just so animals can kind of <laughs> fuck with it. I was thinking of getting like a, this is boring, but just like a plant that bees like to like attract bees and oh. then like have some water out for them. Cause I keep finding dead bees. Oh yeah. That's troubling. Yeah. And I'm like, they're just thirsty and like, I don't know. Bees keep dying and it's sad. Yeah. What kind of plants do they like? Um, I think like lavender might work. Oh yeah. They like lavender. Something like that. Which is, uh, this is very generous for me because I don't like bees and I don't like having them around me. Yeah. But I think for the, they need to be. You're a good person. Uh, thank you. <laughs> That's all I wanted. And now I don't have to do it. <laughs> um, should we do uh, chunch chat? Yes. It's time for chunch chat, a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. So there's no new pony news today, as usual, but um, there is a video of Martha Stewart uh, cooking with Jennifer Garner. Oh, man. And this falls into a category of one of my favorite categories of things, which is Martha Stewart being sort of passively mean towards an enthusiastic younger (laughs) actress as the actress desperately tries to earn Martha's approval. Yeah, that Uh, is a very uh, specific and yet rich category. It's so rich. Uh, Remember, the best one was Drew Barrymore. Yes. Um, Poor Drew tried so hard to earn Martha's approval and with every attempt just got further and further away. And you can see it happening with Jennifer, um, who I think is probably like a lovely person. Like I've heard she's really nice. Um, (laughs) And she is just trying so hard and you can see her win Martha back at certain points. Like there's one point where she makes a joke about Martha liking Wonder Bread and Martha pauses and she's like, I don't like Wonder Bread. <laughs> and then Martha opens up a little and is like, you know, when I was young and my mother sent me to the store to buy Wonder Bread and she kind of like reveals something, but then she Ooh. closes it back down. And like, uh, it's just, it's, it's incredible to watch. There's no music to it either. So there's a lot of awkward pauses. There's a lot of like, Jennifer Garner kind of wincing and cringing as she looks towards Martha to see how she reacts to things she says. And she kind of tries to make jokes and they don't land. And like, she'll say, she'll try to say something and Martha will just straight up interrupt her. Oh my Um, God. At one point she's, she's kind of early on in the video. She's like gushing at Martha, like, Oh, you know, you are so great. You were one of the first women to do this. You were on food network. You were there before even Emerald. Like she says all this stuff. And Martha doesn't even respond to it. She just looks straight at the camera and holds up the pan and says, and the next step is, <laughs> and just completely ignores. And I just, Oh my God. It's, it's so, like a dog and a cat. Yeah. It's like, it's like an older dog and then a younger puppy. Uh-huh. The, the point at the end, like Jennifer's like, okay, so where's the part where we get to eat the thing and say yum. And Martha doesn't really respond to that. And then at one point, Martha just holds up the sandwich and bites into it. And Jennifer looks at her without and, any ceremony. Yeah. She doesn't announce like now's the time. She just does it. And she's like, mm. and then Jennifer looks at her, looks at her sandwich, looks at her again, and then bites her own sandwich. Like she's like, okay, now I can eat because oh Martha ate first. It's like, it's so fascinating. I gotta watch this. And like the whole time I'm like, yes, Jennifer Garner seems like a lovely person. Like, I don't think she's in the wrong here. No, but, but, and yet, and yet there's something so fascinating about watching someone like Martha who doesn't go out of her way to make anyone else comfortable. 
Yes. And she that's doesn't so, give a fuck. And I feel like we've talked about this before. But it's <laughs> so interesting to me that that's part of her personality. And yet her entire career is built around like creature comforts and like, yeah, and being a good hostess and being and stuff. a good host. She's a straight up bad hostess it's in this video. So she is kind of rude. She's not that welcoming. Like it's, I love that weird dynamic That's, and she seems to do best with people who are very, um, who aren't earnest at all. Like, like Conan, like, Oh yeah. People who don't take anything at face value. She, she knows how to operate with those people. She also, um, or extremely chill people like Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> so like she smokes weed, right? She must, she must, she did the roast of Bruce Willis. Yeah. Which I'm like very, I'm curious. I, I, you know what? I'm not curious about it. I'm I, only curious about her part, but at the same time, it's like, well, someone else probably wrote the joke for sure. Jokes a- for her. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. I hate roasts. I do too. I think they're so vain. Um, yeah. It's incredibly vain for someone to be roasted. It's, I mean, I also just think it's like it, it encourages this like really old idea about comedy, mm-hmm. which is that like, we should all be able to take the worst jokes about us. Yeah. They shouldn't like, take it. That's a, that is a system that is like set up that like heavily privileges white men. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, the feeling of camaraderie there, but it's yeah. all false with the comedy yeah. central roasts. Like it's, yeah. And also you're like, why the fuck Bruce Willis? Why right now? Because he he wants attention. Like, it's, it's fucking... I don't know. Everyone who does it, I feel like they want to be relevant. And, like, this is... Yeah. And they want to seem cool. But he's not cool. Like, he's he, a prick, right? Like... I think he's a prick. And I also think, like, he has no defining characteristics. What are they going to even roast him about? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine a single detail about him. Yeah. Apparently, he plays harmonica, which I didn't know before. Well, that should be ripe territory. <laughs> yeah. I think Demi Moore was there and she roasted him about the harmonica playing. I don't know. He was in Die Hard. He's a Republican. I don't know. Is like, he a Republican? He is a Republican. That shouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Ugh, remember that Friends storyline where he's like... Oh, yeah. That Friends storyline was so fucked up in general. Yeah. Where Ross is dating his student. It was so gross. The whole thing is so fucking gross and weird. There are a lot of storylines and friends that didn't age well. We've talked about this as well. Totally. That shit is so weird. There's a lot of like people dating their students on TV from the 90s in general. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like it. I don't like I it. I don't like it. Um, I think that concludes, that concludes chat. chat. Uh, it's time for one on fun. Oh God. Uh, Lisa. Yeah. What would be the most embarrassing thing in your refinery 29 money diary? Um, (laughs) the, okay. This is the most frivolous purchase I made last week. Mm-hmm. I purchased I purchased a uh, ceramic shark head. Oh yeah, um, but it's from an artist I really like. I, I, I mentioned those. it last week. Yeah. yeah, from Lorianne Stern, who I love so much. Um, I love her stuff. This is it, right? It's, I saw it and I was like, "Isn't it so pretty?" It's so pretty. I've thought about getting one too. I love it. 
Um, but it was three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but they're so nice. Are you gonna mount it on the wall or no? Yeah, I will at some point once yeah. I figure out where I want it. Yeah, it's nice though too because people like buy art from me, and and now I'm like, oh, I couldn't afford to buy art once in a while, and that's yeah, kind of cool. Because I like that. Yeah, I like supporting yeah. in- independent artists. And this is like a really good one. Yeah, I love it. But I feel like that would be something in a diary that would be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? A ceramic <laughs> yeah. shark head. We yeah. need that for. For inspiration. Yeah. I am. Um, when I went to Rite Aid to buy the uh, nail polish, when I went up to the counter, the guy at Rite Aid was like, this is really expensive. What the fuck? This is $10. And I was like, yeah, it is really expensive. I agree. But you know what? I don't get my nails done. I do them at home. So I think it's okay. And he was like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I really, I thought it was really funny that he said that. Yeah. Well, he's probably bringing up nail polish all day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? SE nail polish, too expensive. Yeah. I, I used to work at a store like that, and I don't think I really remembered noticing the prices on anything. I, was, I mean, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to comment on like no on <laughs> what, what people, people are, are buying. buying. I would just be so spaced out the whole time that I was there. That's kind of why I appreciated it. I was like, that's it's so weird to yeah to check out with someone who has an opinion about what you're buying. I do always like when I'm like at a grocery store and I'm buying something and the person's like, ooh, I love these. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, good. I can't wait to eat it. There's this woman at Vons uh, who also likes gluten-free stuff. And so I will like find which lane she is in and like pick that lane and check oh. out because she's always like, oh my God, I love this pasta so much. This is so good. I like it so much better than the brown rice one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Good. Yes. She's just fun. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> It gets you excited about your meal. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Emily. Oh, God. I don't know what to ask. Do you? uh, You know everything you need to know about me. I don't, though. There's always something else. There's you're always full of surprises. And that's why I like you. Um, Am I? Yeah, there's always something new there. Uh, Do you have like a favorite neighborhood store that you go to (laughs) weird question Um, is there just something about your neighborhood that you're like ah yes i'm close to this place oh um i'm just saying this so that people will be able to stalk you yeah i will say this and this will reveal nothing um (laughs) and i don't know if this is like really an answer to your question but i feel like it's info that you might be interested in i have gotten in a bad habit of getting breakfast from Dunkin' Donuts when I have a long commute in the morning. Oh, my God. And they have, I will say, a pretty amazing mobile app where you can order the food on the app. What? And then just walk into the store and grab it off the counter. Oh, my God. You don't have to pay in the store. You don't have to talk to anyone. This is totally something that would be in one of those money diaries. Yes. They're always full of people like using apps to get food and then picking up food on the way to work and stuff like that. Oh my God. Yeah. So like I live like a block and a half away from a Dunkin Donuts right now and like it's on my way everywhere. Like I never go in the other direction in general. Yeah. um, Because it's like on the big like thoroughfare. And so yeah, I will just stop there and then I will just have that in the car. What do you eat? Like an egg and cheese muffin, Hell like yeah. an egg and cheese English muffin and um, like an iced coffee. Oh, that um, sounds so good. Yeah. And it's just, it's so easy to use and it's, that's, it's not my favorite neighborhood place. There's a lot of really good places yeah. in my neighborhood, but yeah. like 
I unfortunately have been um, patronizing them more than some of those other places. Yeah, it's convenient. Yeah. Although there is a really good breakfast burrito place in my neighborhood that's like very often has a long line. And Ooh. so um, if I go there during the week, it's it's like more chill. And yeah. 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 Good to know. Yeah. Glad I asked. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have talked on this podcast about my like old terrible neighbor, right? A little bit. Yeah. 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 I've been in touch with the new tenant. Did I tell you that? No. Did you? You need to update us. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been in touch with the new tenant. I don't want to give away too much because I just don't know what's happening. But uh, she's like wants to try and get out of the lease. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. It was just one of those things where I was just like, I I felt bad that I couldn't warn her. Yeah. And was she was she mad at all that you didn't warn her? Or what? Well, so I ran into my old like next door neighbor and um, my next door neighbor was like, yeah, I told her what the deal was with the, with that guy. And, yeah. uh, and she was like, why didn't the old tenant warn me? Cause I was at the walkthrough. Right. And I was like, will you please give her my number? <laughs> um, and so I told her, I was like, I was trying to get my deposit back. That's that nice. Otherwise I would have. It's nice of you to admit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been hey, trying I to was like, looking out for me, but now yeah. <laughs> I'm on your side. <laughs> I had a, a lot of money at stake. So, but <laughs> anyway, so I'll let you know if there are any updates there, but yeah. She should get him kicked out. Yeah, it's a it's a problem. But I was able to finally tell my landlord about like what a problem he was, which was gratifying. Would she say? Was she like receptive she to that? She was like, I mean, it was over text. I think she was like receptive to it, but it was also like she didn't want it to be true because right. she had also lied to the new tenant and been like, oh, yeah, there have never been any complaints about him. Oh, my God. It's like, that is definitely not true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she had texted me to be like, hey, did you leave anything in the garage? And I was like, no, I cleaned it out. I think the only thing I left in there was like a small bag of potting soil. Mm-hmm. Why? And she was like, oh, because there's some stuff in the garage. And she sent me pictures and it's like he had moved in like two rugs and a couch and like had like been partying in there. In and, your like, garage. Yeah. The garage for the other unit. Yes. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, cause I guess the new tenant hadn't totally moved in yet. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's not mine. That's definitely his. Yeah. And she was like, he said it's not his, but he'll help clean it out. <laughs> I was like, that's not true. And then I went on his Instagram and I found pictures of those, the rug inside his house. Oh from my like God. A year ago. Did and you I send them it to the landlord? <laughs> and I was like, he's lying to you. This yeah. is his. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to do anything about it though. But oh my God. Yeah. I hate. Oh, I hate so unfair. I hate the injustice of it. It's so so unfair. I hate it so much. People should just behave better. Agreed. Anyway, great. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki (laughs) of the Week. Hi, everybody. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Me and 3,000 of your closest friends just found your next podcast obsession. Cereal! Okay, but like, the second best podcast. 99% Oh, f***. Just listen to my brother, my brother, and me on MaximumFun.org. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Welcome to, I almost said hello, babies. Uh, I mean, hello again. Hello, babies. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Uh, Our Wikipedia page this week was sent to us by Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. 
and it is the Wikipedia page for Mabel Stark. Whose real name was Mary Heine. December uh, 10th, 1889 to April 20th, 1968. She was a renowned tiger trainer of the 1920s, and she was referred to as one of the world's first women tiger trainers slash tamers. Whoa. There's a really cool picture of her with some like flamingo feather thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, She's kind of a vacant, vacant stare, but that was sort of the style of photography at the time. Yeah. Uh, Stark was born in Kentucky. She was one of seven children born to Leela and Hardy Haney. Stark's parents were farmers and they died within two years of each other so that by the age of 17, Stark and her siblings were orphaned. Oh, no. Oh, no. She spent a short period of time with her aunt in Princeton. She then traveled to Louisville. Louisville. Why do I not know how to say that right now? Because there's an S in it. Yeah. And I don't know why. It should be an E. Yeah. Uh, And became a nurse at St. Mary's Hospital. Soon after, she left Louisville, and her history becomes difficult to trace. Circus friends contend. I love a sentence that starts with, circus friends contend. (laughs) (laughs) What do my circus friends say about me? Yeah, I have circus friends. You sure do. I sure do. Uh, Circus friends contend that she worked in carnivals as a, quote, dancer of some type. Mm. Like many circus performers, Stark did not hesitate to enrich the truth to create an interesting story. She even once told an interviewer that she was born to a wealthy Canadian. I feel like there's more interesting stories that could be created than that. (laughs) I'm from Canada. (laughs) Was Canada more interesting back then? (laughs) No. (laughs) She ended up in 1911 with the AIG, Barnes Circus. I think Algae Barnes. Algae Barnes Circus. (laughs) The Artificial Intelligence Barnes Circus. Based in Culver City, California, where she met animal trainer Al Sands. She worked for a brief time there as a high school rider. It's a horseback rider, but fervently wanted to work with the big cats. She began work with Louis Roth, a famous cat man who she would later marry. She was married four or five times. Wow. Soon she became a tiger trainer in the ring. At first, they had her work a balloon act, which had her riding a lion on a platform and then pressing a pedal to release fireworks at some point in the act. Well, there's a lot of moving parts. Oh, my goodness. Sounds really dangerous. What part of that is a balloon act? I don't understand. (laughs) The balloon act is in quotes, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But by 1916, she was presenting the show's major tiger act. Wow. Man. She worked her way up. Yes. Uh, What an interesting thing to be like so focused on. I know. On February 18th, 1916, Stark was severely mauled by a lion named Louie. There's, There's so, so many Louis so in many here. Louis What's in the hell? story? <laughs> this one is spelled right with yeah. an E. <laughs> uh, <laughs> while rehearsing for the Pacific Electric exhibit of the National Orange Show in San Bernardino, California, Stark's husband, Louis Roth, fired again, a different Louis, uh, fired blank cartridges from a revolver into the face of the lion amid the screams of his wife and spectators who had gathered to watch the rehearsal. The lion seized Stark's left arm into its mouth and rolled over a number of times. Roth had also, this is in parentheses, Roth had also been mauled earlier that same day by a lion named Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Yeah, her husband had been mauled earlier. Uh, He suffered deep injuries to his arm before firing... Uh, blanks into the animal's open jaws. Mabel Stark was dragged unconscious from the cage and rushed to a hospital where she was treated for a mangled and broken arm. This was Stark's third mauling in as many years. In 1914, while in Detroit, Michigan, she was attacked by her leopards during a parade, and during the winter of 1915, she was mangled in Venice, California. 
Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She adopted a mangy, sick, sickly tiger cub named Raja. Like in Aladdin. Cute. And raised him to perform a famous wrestling act with her. <laughs> that seems like it could go wrong. Yeah. She accomplished this by romping and playing with the cub at the beach and actually keeping him as a pet in her apartment. According to Stark's autobiography, Raja would run straight toward me. Up he went on his hind legs, his forefeet around my neck. We turned around once or twice. I threw him to the ground and we rolled three or four times. I opened his mouth, put my face inside, then jumped to my feet. Whoa. Cool. That is wild. Yeah. She was approached by and joined the Ringling Brothers in Barnum and Bailey Circus in 1922, where she performed in Madison Square Garden with snarling tigers and a black panther. Whoa. Uh, By the end of that season... Of the six wild animal acts featured with the circus, Mabel Starks was clearly the greatest success. In 1923, she starred in the Ringling Center Ring, but two years later in 1925, the circus banned all wild animal acts. That's earlier than I thought. Yeah. They brought them back in, right? Yeah, they must have. They must have. After a sojourn to Europe, or I guess maybe it's like they only use tamed animals. I don't know. Yeah. After a sojourn to Europe where she performed in a circus, she came back to the U.S. in 1928 and began work with the John Robinson Show. In Bangor, Maine, she lost her footing in a muddy arena and was seriously mauled by her tigers. Jesus. Like she tripped and fell and was mauled? And they were like, now you must be mauled. Yeah. Oof. That's not good to work with animals that like pounce on you the moment you like lose Slip your footing. Slip in the mud. Yeah. yeah. They should I, be a little more forgiving. I would never be graceful enough for that kind of a circumstance. <laughs> yeah. She would suffer a wound that almost severed her leg, face lacerations, a hole in her shoulder. I don't know how that works. Yeah, what? A torn deltoid muscle and a host of other injuries. She was rescued by fellow trainer Terrell Jacobs and returned to the ring in a matter of weeks, swathed in bandages and walking with a cane. Girl, take a break. Oh my God. If I saw someone like covered in bandages and walking with a cane, like doing a tiger trick, I would be like, this isn't impressive because I know that they mauled you recently. Yeah. The whole point is that you're not getting mauled. That's the trick, right? I don't feel ethical paying for a ticket to watch this. Yeah. (laughs) Watch a person almost die. Yeah. She suffered numerous maulings and serious injury over her nearly 60 years of working with tigers. At one point in her career, she would face 18 big cats in the ring. Dang, that's too many cats. Oh, my God. Do cats ever maul each other or just the trainer? (laughs) I don't know if it's called mauling if it's two tigers. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... It's, it's like can, sparring or yeah, because they can handle fighting. It. Yeah, they can take it. It's like a roast. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> they roast each other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we kid because we love. Um, <laughs> uh, she, yeah. she performed with the Cells Floto Circus in 1929, and then rejoined Barnes after it had been sold to Ringling in 1930. Lots of circus business here. Yeah, uh, and stayed there until it was absorbed into Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey during the season of 1938. In 1932, she and her tiger act was filmed for the Paramount Pictures motion picture King of the Jungle, a 1933 film. Want to watch that? Yeah. In the film, Stark is seen putting her tigers through their paces when fire erupts in the big top. Uh, She toured with some small circuses and lived in Japan where she performed her circus act in the 1950s. She returned to California and finished her career at the Jungle Compound, later called Jungle Land at Thousand Oaks. What the fuck is Jungle Land? Whoa. I don't know. Uh, all I want to do is go to all these old theme parks that don't exist anymore. Oh, it was a private zoo, animal training facility, and animal theme park in Thousand Oaks. 
um, there there is video on YouTube of her training her tigers there. Ooh. Um, just a heads up. And it only has 107 views. The fuck? Weird. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Stark appeared occasionally on television in the 1960s. For example, she did a stint as one of the guests with an unusual occupation on What's My Line, the popular Sunday night CBS TV program. Oh, yeah. That was like the original Figure It Out. Yeah. I want to know if she like looked weird at that point because she'd been mauled so many times. Yeah. What does that do to your, I mean, aside from like the actual injuries, like, yeah. What does that do to your countenance? Seems like it was mostly on the arms, but like, did they ever get at her face? Like, well, but also it's just like, could you see it in her eyes? Yeah. You know, um, did she look like Martha Stewart when she's cooking with Jennifer Garner? <laughs> just, just like, a that's how I picture it. Your yeah. steely gaze. Oh God. What's your deal? If this is all you want to do with your life in 1968, jungle land was sold to a new owner who disliked Stark and fired her. Oh, soon after she left, one of her tigers escaped and was shot. Stark was angry and hurt about the animal's destruction and felt that she could have safely secured the tiger. If the owners had asked for her assistance. Three months later, she killed herself by an overdose of barbiturates. Whoa. In the last pages of her autobiography, Hold That Tiger, (laughs) Stark writes, The shoot door opens as I crack my whip and shout, Let them come. Out slink the striped cats, snarling and roaring, leaping at each other or at me. It's a matchless thrill, and life without it is not worthwhile to me. Wow. Whoa. So she's that just, is a fucking amazing final sentence. Really good. So she's just like a straight-up adrenaline junkie. Yeah, I mean, she's got to be, right? Yeah. She died on April 20th, 1968, at the age of 78. Wow. Wow. Legacy. In 2001, a fictionalized biography of Stark's life by the author Robert Howe, entitled The Final Confession of Mabel Stark, was published. The story is based in 1968, the same year that Stark committed suicide. It's a fictionalized account of the events of her life. The screenplay was optioned by director Sam Mendes, with the hope of making a film starring his wife, Kate Winslet. However, no production schedule has been announced. Also, a new documentary entitled Mabel Mabel Tiger Trainer, (laughs) <laughs> directed by Leslie Zemeckis will premiere in 2017. So it already came out? I guess. Interesting. Um, oh, fascinating. Yeah. There's a website, MabelTigerMovie.com. What's going on on it? It's got a, got a little trailer for Mabel Mabel Tiger Trainer. Wow. I kind of want that to rhyme more. Mabel Mabel Tiger Trainer doesn't yeah. quite... It's... <laughs> what is it a play on? No. Narration by Melissa Leo. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, I would see that. Yeah. I like anything about big cats or, you know, apex predators in general. Yeah. I mean, it's really fascinating our relationship with them. I could watch Blackfish just over and over again. Oh, really? Even though it's really disturbing and sad and scary. Yeah. It's it's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, but I also just find it fascinating, like how big they are. Like, how could we possibly have the hubris to think that we can, we can be in charge of those animals. Yeah. But then I ride horses. So yeah, it's our relationship with animals is so weird. It's super weird. We're such a mistake humans. We really are. We are not supposed to be this numerous. This is like a real whoopsie of evolution. (laughs) Like, as soon as we started, like, wearing clothes, it was like, uh, oops. Yeah, are we? <laughs> this seems like it doesn't make sense What's anymore. What's going on? 
<laughs> oh boy. We should not be here. Yeah. <laughs> and like as evidenced by the fact that like we keep being like, I should hang out with tigers. They keep trying to kill me, but I should probably hang out with them, right? I can't stop. I can't stop. Yeah. Is there anything that you I mean, you ride horses, so I guess that's like the closest thing to like It's similar. They could truly kill me if they yeah, wanted. It's like, scary. You can get really hurt. I never forget it. Yeah. Good. I don't I don't take it for granted. As a result of that, I'm kind of a wimpy, scaredy cat horse rider, but I guess that's better than like yeah. breaking my neck. I don't think I would. I'm just like not one of the people who has like this. I have so much fear about everything. Yeah. And I don't think that that makes me like a coward. I think it just means that like everyday things are as exciting and dangerous to me as being mauled by a tiger. That's a great way to frame it. I think so. It's also just smart. I mean, if you do thrilling, exciting things all the time, you're more likely to hurt yourself. That's true. Or die. I do guess. you, is there anything you like doing that like involves going really fast or like? I like water slides. Yeah. 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 You like theme parks. I like theme park, but I don't like most roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I don't like, I, I had a dream the other night that I was on a roller coaster that was going to go upside down and I was like, I am not excited about this. I have dreams like that a lot. About really? Roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah. I and just like, going fast in general. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that stuff, but like, I'm into like the idea of like doing a zip line, you know? Oh yeah. Something that's kind of like stable. It's and on like, a track. Yeah. 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 I like that kind of thing. And yeah, I like, that's fun. Yeah. And I like water slides. It's like smooth and down and you know, yeah wet you, <laughs> that's not really part of it but you know where you're gonna land mm -hmm. it's been tried and tested by lots of people yeah yeah i try not to think about that part of it when i'm on there but yeah yeah but it does seem like less of a it's not very risky yeah exactly it's like but it still gets your adrenaline going. you're not defying gravity at any point yeah yeah um it's but, weird. I kind of really like the out of control element of riding horses, even though I hate being out of control. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel real it's mixed about it. Yeah. To you? Yeah, like sometimes if a horse spooks and spins around, it's actually a little bit fun. Because it's just oh. like, ooh, I might ooh, fly yeah. off. What's gonna, uh, am I going to come out of this? Yeah, but I stayed on. <clears throat> we <Yeah. laughs> This is a living creature. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do like writing stuff, I guess. It's fun. Um, well, thank you for sending us this Wikipedia page. Yeah, we like ones like that. Yeah. Also, just like very cool, hardcore, like woman who broke a glass ceiling. Fuck yeah. Toward she used, getting mauled a bunch of times. <laughs> she used tiger and leopard yeah. claws to break it. In the see also section, it just links to... Irina Bugrimova, who was the first female lion tamer in the Soviet Union. Oh, my God. Which, of course it was a Russian. Yeah. Also seems cool. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how big of our like entertainment was from circuses at mm -hmm. that point. And I'm like, what is the thing from today that's going to be that? Is it TV? I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little scared that it is. Sometimes I think about like... Um you know, the group, the current group of like comedians that we know who are out and doing things right now and like how it will be viewed in the future as like, 
you know, kind of like when you talk about vaudeville people and yeah. how they were I'm like, oh, yeah, like Kate Berlant and John Early are like are the vaudeville like yeah. players of our time. Like everybody knows who they are, but they're kind of cool and like in this like small group of people who are doing stuff and like you as well. And like, it's just I mean, it's very interesting to me to think about my life as a live performer. Yeah. As, like part of this like tradition that stretches back so much longer than we we even know yeah and in some ways it'll be encased in amber and like people will be able to view it in the future unless everything burns up in a fire which it probably will probably yeah the world is gonna end (laughs) well human life will end (laughs) yeah the world will continue yes in its own way that's true it might be a ball of fire but the world's fine with that it don't (sighs) give a shit if we're on it or not isn't that comforting um <laughs> well well that concludes wiki of the week it's time now for what did i learn what did i learn lisa what did you learn today um i learned that being a good tiger trainer doesn't necessarily mean avoiding mauling yeah. Just means you get back on the tiger. Yeah. After you just, your, it's just dedication to the tiger after being mauled. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if training big cats is a good thing to do. I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I knew that already. <laughs> what did you learn? Did you learn anything at all? I learned that um, Jennifer Garner is resilient. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I learned that there was a time when uh, it was very exciting to be from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Garner is like the tiger trainer of our time. Yeah. Like her being in the ring with Martha. Yeah. She didn't back down. She kept trying. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Um, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening and for rating us five stars on iTunes. I don't have any butt pics today. Uh, the other day, I like earnestly thought, maybe I'll send my butt pic in someday. And then I was like, wait, but that's me who would get that picture. <laughs> like I hadn't connected. I still think you should. Yeah. Should I try to send it like anonymously? And then, and, and then I'll see if, see if I see can if you figure out which one it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure you would. We've I been think to, I would. We've been to Wee Spa. <laughs> it's been a while, but who could that's forget true. an yeah. ass like this? <laughs> <laughs> All the, certainly not me all the dimples and zits yeah um <laughs> thank you guys for listening yeah to this show yeah uh email us at baby geniuses podcast at gmail.com um buy my book coyote dog girl yeah it's coming out in august i forget what day but you know maybe around the time this airs so like order it from a local bookstore Yes. Or from an online bookstore, do whatever. It. But do, do it. Local's better. Um, I'll update with tour details later. And, and goodbye. Baby geniuses, we know everything. 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 You probably know that Max Fun podcasters are funny in the talking way, but did you know they also are funny in the writing way? 
we are very excited to announce that John Hodgman and Paula Poundstone wrote books that have been named as semifinalists for the 2018 Thurber Prize for American Humor. John Hodgman, celebrated fake internet court presider, is the host of Judge John Hodgman and was recognized for his book, Vacation Land. Paula Poundstone's book is called The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, and you can hear her expound on happiness and many other topics on her new podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. The Thurber Prize is one of the highest awards for humor writing in the United States, and we are proud to have both these authors on Maximum Fun every week. Paula Poundstone and John Hodgman, congratulations. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.